Welcome everybody, it's time for another episode of Asher Sales Sense, brought to you by Asher Strategies, the only global sales training company that integrates leading sales methodologies and the latest neuroscience studies into a simple and repeatable 10-step process for sales success. I'm Susan Finch, your announcer for Asher Sales Sense. And I'm Dave Potts in the Asher Strategies studio in Washington, D.C. Our host today is John Asher, CEO and founder of Asher Strategies. And John's guest is Bill Ryman, Vice President of R.K. Ryman Construction Incorporated and President of Ryman Properties in Marco Island, Florida. Bill's also the host of the Real Build podcast, informing people what they need to look for before buying, building, or selling a home. And the title of this show is Top Sales Strategies for Realtors and Contractors. Over to you, John. Bill, thank you so much for joining us. One of the reasons we wanted to chat with you was the construction and real estate markets in our country have just been going crazy, not only residential, but also commercial as well. So thanks so much for coming on to um, share some of the key strategies from your market, which is a huge market, as you know. Yeah, absolutely, John. I appreciate you having me today. And so as you see it, what's kind of the future? of the real estate and construction industries. I mean, I mean, just give you one example for me. I've got a beach place in Axhead, North Carolina. I wanted to get something done about three months ago. And uh, my, my fix-it guy went to Home Depot and a stud had gone from $6 to $18. <laughs> I understand it's starting to come back now, but it's really been crazy. Yes, it has. And like, you know, if we all had a crystal ball where we can tell the future and see where exactly it's gonna be, we'd all be sitting really good right now, but we can give yep. our opinions on it and, and see, <laughs> you know, where things are. And like, like you said, John too, is yeah, that's an issue. Material costs continue to climb on the construction side. Also what I'm seeing now too, is on the labor side as well, because there it's getting tough to find work our workers. So I've actually, I was talking, having a conversation with my plumber the other day, and he said that he had six of his employees taken from him by a larger company that was wow. doing multifamily and they were offering his employees $35 an hour. So, you know, and he was like, I can't pay that. Cause he goes, the amount of money I'm gonna have to charge on the labor end of my builders would be insane. And he's not the first one to say that my concrete guy said that he actually had to raise his costs too, because he wanted to keep he had to keep his masons on his staff and it's you're starting to kind of see that effect as less people are working due to the stimulus money and so on, the people that are working are wanting more money for the work that they're doing. So this kind of runs into a problem as cost on the material end, like lumber go down while the labor end is going up. So where's that happy medium? There isn't really one. So, I mean, on the real estate end, obviously less inventory means, you know, supply and demand. There's just in my local market, I'm sure it's the same as your and yours, that there's just no inventory, which means there's more demand as demands there, prices go up. And eventually as people get priced out of the market, then you get in that stagnant kind of point where then prices are going to have to go down. I think that's coming. I mean, I'm seeing listings now in my general area staying on longer. They're not selling within the day or two, like it was before a few months ago. And I'm sure you're probably seeing the same thing. And then on the construction end, 
my prediction there is we're still having issues getting material. We're getting it. We've kind of had to restructure our business around that of how, when we do select, especially on the custom home end, I'm kind of speaking on that end. Uh, it's been a little more challenging, but I see it continuing. And if there is any more lockdowns or anything, that's going to have a big effect on it even more too so it's kind of scary in ways we don't know what's going to happen but we're seeing the inflation and so on on our end big time yeah so you're you're in a great area the uh the Naples Marco Island area and as mm -hmm. we discussed earlier I'm kind of right up I've got a place right up the coast from you but I haven't been down there much so what's the what's the outlook for Florida for um cutting back on that the federal subsidy or, or just letting it run out I know the governor came out and said that he was going to cut, he was going to get rid of it in general. So I don't know if they're still get. I think people are still getting it because I recently talked to somebody that just got for the child. I guess they're giving money per child now. So I, I know the governor's trying to get rid of it. And he basically came out and said, if you want to make money, you need to go back to work. So I think Florida come September, I know that all is supposedly supposed to run out and i think after that it's going to be everybody's got to go get back to work or get a job and so on now where will the late i mean there's you see help wanted signs in a lot of places i know the restaurants are struggling because they usually this time of year being where i'm located it's very seasonal so a lot of the time everybody's up north right now but we've had just a consecutive wave of people coming and I get it because everybody's kind of been cooped up. Now they're taking vacations before the new school year starts, but we have never had as busy of a July, you know, restaurants are still busy. They're still booked out on reservations and they don't have enough help to kind of sustain it. So I think a lot of them are all pretty wore out from what I can see. <laughs> Same thing here in, in Nagsay, North Carolina. They still have the uh, federal subsidy and the bookings here, every single real estate company is totally booked mm -hmm. all the way through, almost through October. And so somebody rented one of our three beach houses and they didn't like it. The realtor said, you got to take it somewhere else. There's nowhere else to put them mm -hmm. either by our company or any other company on the beach. And not only that, every summer, all those young Chinese would come here and work on the beach and they're not coming. Mm -hmm. And with everybody staying home, you, you better go out at four o'clock to dinner or you're, yeah. you, you can forget finding a table. <laughs> In many cases, there's tables available, but there's no wait staff to man them. So yeah, it is. It's totally crazy. Now, let me ask this. When you see the big picture for realtors and constructors, what kind of a, a major strategy should they be following now? Well, the thing, and going back to the last point too, I mean, I heard a statistic, and this is a true one too, I think Tom Ferry or somebody might have said this, is is that at this time right now, there's more real estate agents than there actually is houses listed, which has <laughs> never been that way. So yeah, it's, crazy. It's, it's crazy. So, I mean, you really have to have a leg up on the competition because I, I mean, in Florida, I, this general area alone, when the market's booming, everybody decides to go get their real estate license because they think they're going to make a killing. My, you know, my friend's selling real estate. I can do it too. And they find out really quick that it's not as easy as they thought. And somebody's yeah. not just going to come knocking on their door and say, Hey, 
want to list my house or, Hey, I'm looking to buy a house. Do you, you know, can you help me? It's not that easy. So strategy wise, especially in a market like today, yes, things are selling faster, but people have to know who you are. And that's where video comes in podcasts like this come in. You have to put in the legwork to networking. There's a huge thing too. get around your general area, meet people, get within their networks and so on. I'm big on that, but video has been a big, big thing for me. And the more video and content you can do in creation. I mean, there's been guys like Gary V. If people are listening, probably know who he is on the sales yeah. end. They've, he's been preaching video and content making for years and years and years. And now we're at the general point where it is an it's a necessity. People have to do it. You can do podcast form like this. You can do there's there's so many different ways and outlets. You know, Clubhouse came out, so there's voice there where you can meet people, and network there. You have your TikToks, your Facebooks, your Instagrams, your YouTubes, where you can get in front of somebody, and you are that hundreds of you're thousands and thousands of miles away from them. They could actually see who you are. They can like you just off your video, see the product that you deliver, see how above and beyond you actually go for your clients. And then they'll call you and say, Hey, I like this guy. I'm going to give him a call. That's never happened before in history. I mean, when you were a realtor back in the day, you used to have to put in a lot of legwork to get in front of people. Now you have the internet and people need to utilize online, any kind of blog, YouTube, social media, I highly, highly recommend. That's that's what I've been doing and it has been working. I've been doing a lot of it for the last, I think, three years now. And and you can't quit, obviously, at it. You got to stay consistent with it as well. That's my advice as well, because a lot of people do it and they do it here and there and so on. That's not enough. You have to do it enough to where organically people are going to see you, see your product, see who you are. And eventually they're going to buy from you or eventually they're going to use you as a real estate professional because they trust you and video gains trust more than anything because they're seeing who you are as a person before even meeting you. Yeah, I totally agree. You know, for, forgive me, but I'm an engineer. And so if, if you go back <laughs> to physics and optics, the comprehension rate of our brain for video is 2000 times as fast as reading words on a website. Mm hmm. So the comprehension rate for video is just sky high compared to just you know reading something, which is really the physics and optics on why video is so important. Mm -hmm. No, I highly, highly agree too, because when people are seeing it, like, I mean, if you think about yourself, I like to think of my kind of strategies of how I'm sold to, right? So, and most people don't think like that. So if you're scrolling through social media, they're gonna figure out, okay, the algorithms kind of know what your interests are and so on. But what captures my attention is a great video, not just somebody kind of walking through a house and saying, well, look how big the room is. Look at this there, you know, there's something to it that captures your attention. Once you get somebody's attention, you can get them to watch a lot of the video. Obviously our attention span, that's another thing. Shorter videos are better, but be yourself in them too. And a lot of people's problems are they don't be themselves when they're recording video, which, you know, that's the whole point of it. Be yourself. People are going to learn who you are and then they're going to buy from you if they like you. 
And what video actually does and why I'm so big on it is time is very valuable. Obviously it's our most important asset that we have. So if let's say somebody sees my video and they don't like who I am in the video or, and they watch other ones and maybe they don't like my personality, they're probably not going to buy from me, but that's going to also stop them from meeting with me, spending that time that they're going to just say, Hey, I don't like this guy anyway, What's your time's important. So is mine. It's, it's, you know, like I said, time is very important. It's a valuable asset that we have. So that's going to eliminate that. But the people that like you right off the bat, they're going to buy from you because they're going to feel that trust in you. And that's the importance of it and why I've been doing it so much. Also the podcasting end, people can listen to me. My podcast literally is just, I can sense a customer to it if they have a question about a certain thing from custom closets to buying and selling a house to interior design all the way to the mortgage end of things to the insurance end of things it's literally a book right there where i can just send a client say listen to this episode if you have a question so that's once again having time on your side helping your clients all this stuff that you're doing on social media should be not to benefit you it should be to benefit the client and that's what i'm big on john speaking of time it's time to take a quick commercial break Over 200 correlation studies show that natural aptitude is the most significant factor in predicting sales success. Asher's Advanced Personality Questionnaire, the APQ, consistently identifies peak performers in outside sales, inside sales, sales management, customer support, and 17 other business positions. Go to asherstrategies.com today or call 866-833-9941. That's Asher Strategies at 866 833-9941. We've been speaking with Bill Ryman about top sales strategies for realtors and contractors. Now back to John and Bill. So Bill, I really enjoyed your description of video and especially how people can either decide to like you and then interact with you or they don't like you and then don't waste their time. It reminds me of the first sales training I went to 30 years ago, after I just came out of the government, it's called Sandler Sales. And so I was there with David Sandler since past, but a great guy, 18 of us, all from different companies. And he gets up the front, he looks at each one of us for about two or three seconds, stares at us, goes all the way around the room. And he says, the first thing, we were all men, the first thing you guys want to get from a customer is a yes. The second best thing to get would be a no. The worst is a maybe. I'm not now. So I love your technique because you're getting the yes or the no right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. You're eliminating that time span. Cause like I said, never have we had the opportunity to do what we do now, you know, and get in front of people before even meeting people, people are seeing your content. They're seeing how you do business before even coming in to the front door of your office. Now, obviously sales one-on-one, you want to get them into the door, but this is kind of saying, okay, where if somebody doesn't want to work with you, like I said, they're going to see it right away. They're going to be like, I don't want to work with that guy. Cause look at yourself personally. If you don't like somebody, you're not going to click with them. It's probably, especially in the construction business, cause you're with people as long as you are, you yeah. want that relationship to be great off the bat. Same with the real estate business. You're going through a transaction. If there's not, you know, a liking or a friendship or, you know, 
you're not clicking with that with that buyer or seller it's not going to be a pleasant experience and that's what we're in this business to do to over deliver to each and every client that's how we continue to get more business as well and if they're writing a bad review which we live in a review society uh that's not going to look very good on you because you can't get rid of that review as well so it's so important. I, I'm just a big, big believer in it. One hurdle that people got to get past is worrying about what other people think with video. I know that's a huge hurdle everybody needs to cross, but once you get by that and you just stop caring and you just do it, you'll, you're going to see a huge, huge uptick in your sales. Yeah, one of, the, one of my problems with video is, um, as James says, I have a great radio voice. <laughs> well see that's the thing john too is you don't have to necessarily just do video you can do podcasts because podcasts exactly. have become such a big thing in the way people listen to media now you know when i'm driving i'd rather listen to a podcast or if i'm at the gym or you know and so on rather than the regular radio now so it's just there's so many outlets and it's people have the opportunity now to get their voices out there and heard and what they do and, and really teach people about how they do business, but it's a choice they have to make. They just have to do it. And there's been guys, like I said, I'll bring up Gary V again. He's been preaching it for years. A lot of people say they're going to do it and then they go start to do it and then they don't do it. So it's just consistency in this whole thing is key as well. As you know, I'll give you a couple other reinforcements. You know, there is a reason Google, a very smart company, bought YouTube mm -hmm. because of the videos, right? Yep. So if Google's so smart, how come we can't be as smart as, why can't we be as smart as Google and start using them essentially continuously? Now, I'll give you one other example. Um, I have an old Navy friend who emailed me. I have a house in Norfolk, Virginia, where my wife lived in Norfolk. It's a Navy town. So my Navy, old Navy friend said, hey, my son is in the Navy and he's getting transferred to Virginia Beach to have a real estate a person in mind. And so I did. And everything they have is on video. Mm -hmm. And they actually bought a home in San Diego, you know, getting transferred to Norfolk before they left, just based on the great Asian and the great video of the home. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right? it's I pretty crazy. It, it really is. And that's the world we're in right now. I mean, I've sold houses just based off of FaceTime and I've sold listings just off of the videos that I did. I sell our construction projects because people, I'm constantly doing video updates on each and every project, but I'm putting my spin on it, my personality. I'm having fun. I'm enjoying and people see that I truly enjoy what I do. That's the thing. They see that I'm, I'm having fun I love what I do. I have a respect for the business as well, but also that we over deliver on every project too. When we have punch outs, I'm filming, you know, I like to film the punch outs of how we're doing them on the construction end, on my real estate end for the realtors listening. I like to film kind of the inspection side, like me being in construction, obviously I, I have an outlet where I can fix certain things. I film that. That's where I got a little bit of a leg up on the inspection, which my clients love that. I can see problems before they're happening because I know houses. I've grown up in them as far as, you know, the build process and the construction industry. So it's just, and I show that in video, I tell that 
story in my podcast. I tell that story in podcasts like this. So people know who I am. That's, that's who they're hiring. That's who they're going with. And it makes them feel more comfortable prior to, you know, hiring me or picking a real estate agent or a builder. Yeah. I'll give you one other interesting example. It's, it's out of your industry, but it's pretty close. So the principles are the same. So they are a electrical repair company, big, big pumps, all kinds of machinery and equipment used in mining. So you can imagine how big these things are. And they used to send to the customer a weekly update. It was typically a 12 week job. And we recommended they start each, each of the account managers and salespeople do a video with them speaking right into their cell phone. And behind them was the, the repair. And they could turn around and show the status of the repair. And so what has happened to them is that their reorder rate has gone up by 9%, mm-hmm. which is big, right? And that just kind of goes right to the bottom line, a statistic like that. Oh, yeah. And see, that's them showcasing exactly what they do, too. And that's exactly. like you said, I mean, people are seeing what they do, how they do it. And that's what people want to see. You know, they want to see who you are and how you do things before they hire you. And the best way to do it now is through media outlets like we have, because we haven't been able to do this in the past. We didn't have these where I could just post whenever I want something that will educate somebody on something too. And I post a lot of stuff to my personal social medias too, because that's my personal social media. I don't need to keep it business related because a lot of people have that question. Should I make a business Facebook? Should I make a business page on Instagram? No, use your personal page because you're building. People are learning who you are personally and they don't have to go to your business page. I'm big on that because they're hiring. When they build a house, they're hiring me for me, you know, to build them that house, not the business. And that's when we get into the branding side of things too. Of course. Now to give you one other interesting example. So I went to my first nuclear submarine as an ensign out of the Naval Academy. The captain of the sub had me an interview And he said, here are the five principles I want you to follow. He said, first, uncertainty sucks. So I want you to start, as soon as you take over as a damage control assistant, I want you to start sending me the status of your equipment and keep increasing it every week. And when I tell you to cut back, then I'll let you know. So I had that job for 18 months. He never told me to cut back. So... The same thing with video, it reduces the uncertainty, mm-hmm. right? Just perfect for reducing uncertainty. Oh yeah. Cause we live in a world too, that people want to be, they want to know it's, they want to know what exactly they're getting. And, and uncertainty does suck. I mean, when you don't know about something, you don't know the full extent, and especially in the business that I'm in, when it's one of the biggest investments they're going to make in their lives. Right. You know, this isn't just buying a car or just buying something from a store. This is a big, big investment. They're putting a lot of money into this and they want that trust. They know that somebody's there to help them and not just, you know, take them for their money or take advantage of them. And on the construction side, too, it's unfortunate, but there's been a lot of contractors that have bad raps because they don't do these things. There's the trust factors not there. They don't communicate well. They don't do the things that they need to do to stay on top of everything with the client and build that trust. And that's what video is doing kind of before. So people can see who I am 
or you are prior to hiring you. It's, it's just so important. I love what you said there with uncertainty. So one more thing. I've heard you talk in the past about our brand has become so much more important than ever before. So why, why do you think that, Bill? What's behind that thinking? So nowadays, everybody's kind of an established brand. It's not just a corporation. You're, you as a person are that brand now. And you hear it talked about on social media by some of the bigger influencers and so on. But guess what? Those influencers built a brand. That's why they have such a big following. Their brand, their, them themselves, sells whatever they are selling. So on the brand side, for example, if my brand is your broker builder, Bill Ryman, your broker builder, if you watch my videos, you'll hear me say that constantly. That's embedding my brand into people's heads when they're watching my video, that I'm both a broker and a builder, and I can do both for them. So it's just it's consistency on the brand side because we are we and going back to what I kind of said earlier too, is people are buying from the person. It's not so much the corporation as much anymore. Obviously you have your Nikes and all that are pretty established, but I'm talking about small business. If they're going to go to you, they're going to buy because of you. And that's where building a good brand that people know and trust. And it's no different than let's say, let's use Michael Jordan, for example, Michael Jordan, great basketball player. We all know that he's one of the greatest of all time, if not the greatest at all time, people argue about that all the time. But then after basketball, that Air Jordan brand kept going because he kept it going. Now he's one of the largest shoe companies in the world too, because he kept that brand. People know him, they trust him. They know Michael's a winner that's just one small example or well, one big example, big brand, but of how a person can build his personal brand into something that is timeless. I mean, the Jordan brand will be remembered forever. It'll continue forever. Even after Michael is not on this earth anymore. So it goes into every small business. If people are going to buy from me, they're going to buy because of me. They're going to see the video. They're going to see the stuff that I do. They're going to see who's involved with the RK Ryman brand or the Ryman Properties brand, but more than likely they're buying because of me and that certain brand. And then that goes within the company as well. So a person is mainly selling rather than the company selling. Unfortunately, it's time for the wrap up. Gosh, time went by so fast, Dave. So (laughs) one more more thing, uh, just to follow up on what you said, Bill. You know, one of my sons played basketball in high school. And I can't tell you every now and then I would go to practice. I can't tell you how many times the coach would shout out to those players. Be like Mike, be like Mike. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So Bill, thanks so much for joining us today. Number one, is there one thing you would like to uh, pass on to the audience today on if they're not going to do anything else, do this. And then also, of course, how to contact you down in the uh, great uh, Southwest of Florida. Yeah. Thank you, John, for having me again. Thank you, David, too. So, you know, the one thing I would say is just get on social media, get on a platform, get yourself out there. And if you're afraid to do video, you can do voice. If you don't want to be do voice or you can write, there's always something that you can do. If you, you know, if you don't like voice or video, do a blog, write, write your opinions because people are going to find you that way. That's the world we live in now. You know, the newspapers and everything are kind of 
I hate to say it, they're still there, but people are finding more businesses through social media platforms now more than ever. You're starting to see that transition. You're starting to see more people logging into YouTube rather than watching cable and Netflix and all that kind of stuff. People are going that direction as well. So we live in a different world. My advice, definitely go get yourself out there in one of these platforms, podcasts, social media, and some kind of written form. And then where you can find me, you can go on our website, rkryman.com. Also, I have rymanproperties.com. I'm revamping that site. And then I also, you can listen to the Real Build podcast. If you're looking to learn about real estate construction, all aspects of it, I've had many different people on in those industries. So yeah, that's where you can find me. And I appreciate you having me on today. All right. Thanks so much, Bill. And thank you both. That's all the time we have for today. For our listeners, be sure to subscribe to Asher Strategies Radio on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast venue. You can also ask Alexa or Siri to play Asher Strategies Radio. From now until we meet again, John Asher reminds us to please, please get out there and sell something. (laughs) 